Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is Tuesday, August 1st, 2023, and this is Presidential Release 529. And we have a plan, not just a 529 plan, but a plan for the Federation going forward, coming out of our national convention, which was, I definitely think, one of our best ever. The energy is still being felt in so many ways, and we've had so much momentum coming out of the convention. The month of July flew by with so many uh, outstanding events happening and activities we were involved in. I'm going to talk about some of those on this release, but let me kick off this August presidential release by thanking the hundreds of members who made our 2023 convention one of our best ever. Uh, We did, of course, have 54 of our Federation staff at the convention, and I want to thank them for their work. It's really essential uh, to making the convention what it is, and a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes stuff that you don't even know is needed for the convention happens because of the staff. But the convention could not happen at the scale it does in the way it does without the hundreds of members that jump in to help, whether it's uh, serving as uh, talking signs, uh, helping out in the hallways, working in the exhibit hall, helping with uh, crowd management, especially around the elevators, you know. This year we had dumb elevators, uh, Norma Crosby told us, and they were as, as crazy as ever, assisting uh, in and around the ballroom, uh, running door prizes, answering questions from first-timers. It's really the hundreds of members that jump in to be part of the work team at the convention and be part of the welcoming team at the convention that make it a success. And that's my opportunity to give another very, very, very heartfelt big thank you to our Texas affiliate that brought hospitality to a new level. Uh, So much work went into hosting the convention and our Texas affiliate did a great job. And I can't wait till a future opportunity to go back to Texas. Now, if you participated in the convention, either uh, in person or the virtual experience, I urge you to take a moment to fill out our feedback survey, which is available at nfb.org slash convention. It's available in English and Spanish, and you can also get to the survey via our Touchtone telephone system. To complete the survey by phone, you should call 229 239-632-7800. Or you can call the toll-free number 833-632-7878. You uh, will be able to fill out the survey via phone. It is an automated system, so you should recognize that you will... Uh, need to stay on and fill out the survey all the way through for your uh, survey to be submitted. You can use the keypad to pause your session for up to five minutes, and you can also get help 
through uh, the keypad system. So if you're not able to get to the survey online, I do encourage you to fill it out via phone. We need your feedback, and I'd urge you to get your feedback in this month, the month of August, so that uh, it's fresh in your mind and we can use that data to plan for our 2024 convention before I talk about that, let me say that the highlights from the 2023 convention are available uh, on our website now, nfb.org slash convention. You can find the convention highlights. There were so many great presentations. If you missed any of them, you should go back to the website and uh, look them up. You can also, of course, find Uh, the information on our YouTube channel. I do want to mention that we uh, did announce our 2024 convention, which will be happening in Orlando, Florida at the Rosen Center from July 3 to July 8. So look forward to being with you all again in Florida next year for another outstanding convention. Now, there's uh, a lot of stuff to talk about from the convention and after the convention, but I thought I'd share with you on this release. uh, We did announce um, at the last presidential release that our president in Texas, Norma Crosby, set an opportunity up for the Federation to be represented at the Houston Astros game on July 7th. Norma asked me to uh, do take the honor of throwing out the first pitch. I uh, continued to uh, urge her to consider, as being our Texas president, taking on the uh, task, but she continued to defer to me, and uh, it added an interesting element of uh, nervousness to the end of the convention. But I wanted to um, present to you tonight the first pitch from the Houston Astros game. I have to say... It was uh, great to have the Federation recognized and so many Federationists in attendance. I could hear the section cheering from uh, the field there at the Juice Box in Houston. And here is how it sounded from the PA system uh, at the ballpark. However, however, we have enriched it with a little embellishment from our own Will Schwatka. And now, headed out to the mound to toss another ceremonial first pitch, please welcome the president of the National Federation of the Blind, Mark Riccobono. Mark and John head out to the mound now. Mark is donning an Astros jersey with his name in Braille on the back. He confers with Coach John Bergman and then places his cane on the ground in the direction of the plate. His cane will determine a lane to the strike zone. You know, this is not Mark's first time on the mound. He made his pitching debut September 2018, tossing out the first pitch at the Orioles-Blue Jays game. He winds up, throws. (laughs) It's a strike on the corner. Mark Riccobono from the National Federation of the Blind. The transformative membership and advocacy organization of blind people. You can find out all about that. 
All right, that's what it sounded like uh, if you were at the stadium. And uh, thank you for to Will Schwatka for exercising his color commentary skills, which we didn't really know he had, at least I didn't know. Uh, again, Will, one of the many people that's um, often behind the scenes. Uh, the sound at the convention was great, so uh, thanks to Will for, for his work. So that was a fun moment and great to celebrate uh, with Federation members. The Astros fans weren't too happy that evening, but the Mariners fans were very happy, and it was a great time. Now, we have been very busy since the National Convention. There's a lot of advocacy work to talk to you about. On uh, Tuesday, July 25th, the United States Access Board conducted its quarterly meeting and public commentary session at the National Federation of the Blind Jernigan Institute. This meeting was open to the public, and we had a very full house here in our members' hall. Uh, It was great to give the United States Access Board members a tour of our national headquarters and talk with them about our priorities and what we uh, need them to uh, push on related to equal access in this country. The meeting and town hall was recorded and is available on the United States Access Board's YouTube channel, so if you want to check it out. Uh, I encourage you to do that. And thank you to those Federation members that tuned in. I know it made a great impression on the members of the United States Access Board. Now, one of the many things we talked about at our convention was the discrimination that continues to happen with rideshare companies. Big topic at the convention. And of course, we had Uber at our convention and to talk to us about the commitments they're attempting to make in this area, even as we had members of ours denied by Ubers in Houston. On July 27th, Uber did hold a listening session with members of the Federation to uh, hear, continue to hear about our concerns related to discrimination by rideshare drivers. They are holding another listening session on August 16th. That one will be held from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The last one was during the day. But I want to talk to you now about some next steps we want to take related to our strategy for both Uber and Lyft. You know, the Department of Justice plays a significant role and has significant enforcement power under the Americans with Disabilities Act. And we want our members to use the power of the Department of Justice to help push on rideshare companies to end the discrimination that's happening. Many of you have already participated in work that has been done related to wait times by rideshare companies. Uh, There were multi-million dollar uh, settlements on that that issue, and uh, many of our members uh, were able to recoup wait time fees from that. We want to use the Department of Justice to uh, make change in other areas related to rideshare. And so we are actively encouraging members who are denied rides by either of the major rideshare companies to 
due to a service animal or simply to being a blind person, which does happen. We want you to file complaints with the Civil Rights Division of the United States Department of Justice. Complaints should be filed for each separate incident that happens. Now, I know some of you are saying, oh, well, we have to do all this work when we're the ones being discriminated against. And I agree with that. But the way that we create change is by documenting clearly what's happening. So we need you to consider, and please do file a complaint for each incident that you have, and you can do that by finding the Department of Justice online form, which uh, is at this URL. It's pretty easy to remember, civilrights.justice.gov slash report. When you have an incident, hope you don't, but if you do, please take a moment, go online, fill out this multi-page form. Now, when you fill out this complaint form, and it is a a number of pages, you should download or print a copy of the confirmation page. That confirmation page will contain all of the text that you put into the complaint form, and it will also include a record number that will be assigned to you for your complaint. The text of the submitted complaint is not currently uh, included in the confirmation email that you receive after filling out the form. So once you do that, we are asking members to forward the email confirmation of the complaint, or if, if you don't, for whatever reason, have that, just the record number, but we'd like the whole email, Send that to legal at nfb.org so that we can track that on our side of the advocacy equation. We are talking with the Department of Justice about these issues and, of course, with the rideshare companies. And the more clear documentation we have, the better we can be and more effective at holding these companies accountable and getting the Department of Justice to use its muscle to make this happen. So um, please submit those forms. Please continue to share uh, information with us. And together we will continue to advocate and we will make change uh, with both Uber and Lyft. And just recognize that when you're filling out those forms, you're sharing that information with us. It does make a difference, even if you don't feel it immediately. Now, it was a very successful week last week because also on July 25th, the United States Department of Justice announced that it has sent a notice of proposed rulemaking related to the ADA and Title II website regulations. Now, these are uh, regulations that we have been asking for since they were first discussed in 2010. But they are finally coming out in the Federal Register, and we will be reviewing, and you can be certain we will be filing official comments related to the Title II website regulations. 
Now, this does not mean we should stop our advocacy in Congress. We should definitely keep the heat on, but we're also going to be actively involved with this effort. If you have some expertise in uh, website accessibility, in regulations, if you want to give input to what the Federation's comments should be related to the NPRM, please reach out to John Perret, our Executive Director for Advocacy and Policy. You can reach him here at the National Office, and his email address is jpare at nfb.org. And on Wednesday, July 26th, which of course was the anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act, the House Committee on Energy and Commerce held a subcommittee hearing. It's the Subcommittee on Innovation. And that subcommittee hearing was all about autonomous vehicles. And I was honored to be asked to testify at the hearing to uh, share the perspectives of the National Federation of the Blind, the importance of accessible autonomous vehicle technology and the impact of that work on people with disabilities. I was the only individual with a disability to be on that panel. Uh, It was quite a good panel, lots of good discussion, lots of thoughtful questions about the frameworks that Congress should put into place to uh, guide the development of this technology. The full hearing, and it was about three hours long, the full hearing recording is available on the House Committee on Energy and Commerce YouTube page and uh, channel. And if you want to uh, jump specifically to my opening remarks, they're at about timestamp minute 46 is when my comments will start. And uh, the hearing goes on after that, and there were many great questions that I had an opportunity to answer along with other members of the panel. Now, that was the ADA anniversary, and also uh, John Perret represented us at the White House, where uh, he had the opportunity to discuss website accessibility, representing the Federation, and talk a little bit about the importance of the release of the NPRM. So we had a busy day, the 25th, 26th, and on July 27th, which was my birthday, but even more importantly, was we kicked off the Ride for Literacy. And uh, Pam Allen was uh, there in California to represent us. And since we have the release live, I want to take an opportunity to invite into our conversation Dan O'Rourke. Live from, I guess, Arizona, right, Dan? Yes, uh, oh. Kenyon, Arizona, to be exact. Okay. Uh, we crossed crossed the border today, so that was a that was a milestone. That was pretty cool. Excellent. Well, Dan, uh, it's great to have you with us. You've been uh, on the road, I guess. What is it? Uh, six days now, and uh, you had a great kickoff on uh, July. 27th, and I guess um, share with Federation members what it, what has it been like. Yeah, it's been, uh, we were kind of talking a little bit earlier. I really haven't had the smile off my face since I started. And it's just been such an amazing journey and adventure for me and April and, and, and Bailey. And 
running into different people and, and spreading, spreading uh, the message of the NFB. I appreciate it so much. And it keeps me going every day to get out and do this. And, and, you know, any messages or anything like that is, is like so welcome. So I appreciate it. And, and thanks for including me with your, with your great organization. All right. Thanks, Dan. All blessings for safety and uh, staying cool out on the road. Uh, and may your tires be full. I do have a number of Federation family notes for you on this release. I'm sorry to share with you news from Florida. Dan Hicks reports the passing of his wife, Gloria Mills Hicks, in the early hours of Saturday, July 15th. Dan uh, reports that Gloria had endured uh, three hospital stays in the months uh, before her passing, and she was uh, appeared to be uh, somewhat on the mend when she passed away in the hospital. Gloria was a longtime leader in our Florida affiliate. She served as treasurer for a long time and did a great job. I would urge you to keep uh, Dan and Gloria's family in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, Dana Ard from Idaho informs us of the passing of Paula Actor. Uh, She actually passed away in May. Paula served as our affiliate president in Idaho from 2005 to 2007. And we'd urge you to keep Paula's family in your thoughts and prayers. And finally, from Ohio, I regret to share the passing of Annette Anderson sometime late uh, last month. She was active in our Cuyahoga chapter in Ohio. And uh, the note I have says that she was a longtime staunch Federationist for over 50 years. So I would urge you to keep Annette, her family and friends in your thoughts and prayers. I think those are the notes that I have for now, Pam. So I'm sending it back to you. Join us for the next presidential release on September 7th at 8 p.m. live from Chicago. Thank you. And I'll turn it over to you, President Recabono. I'd like to close this uh, presidential release uh, talking about the future. We've talked a lot about the great work that's been going on for the past month, but we do need to think about October and Blind Equality Achievement Month. So I would encourage our chapters and affiliates to start getting geared up for our activities happening in October. It's a great time to concentrate our energy on the public image of blindness and educating the public. Uh, You can get your ideas and inspiration from all over the Federation, but if you uh, need one source, nfb.org slash blind month would be a good place to start. 
I know that our chapters come up with very innovative ways to um, spread the word uh, about the Federation and bring new people into knowing about our work. I hope that Dan O'Rourke's ride, which will be over by then, will be a source of inspiration. I also hope that you might use our future Museum of the Blind People's Movement as a source of inspiration for this year's Blind Equality Achievement Month. I think it's a great time to gather and tell stories of the blind people who have made this movement what it is and who have impacted local communities. That's what I have for you in August. I look forward to our next opportunity to be together. The fall conventions are already starting in a couple weeks, so it will be a busy time leading to the end of the year. Before we get there, though, I have some customary endings. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind. Hey, girls, are you excited about the Ride for Literacy? Yeah. Do you know how to tell the difference between a well-dressed person on a bicycle and a scruffy-looking person on a tricycle? No. (laughs) A tire. Why do pirates hate May, June, July, and August? Mm, too hot? Because they don't have R's in them. <laughs> I don't get it either. Why is the word dark spelled with a K and not a C? Mm, old English? Because you can't see in the dark. <laughs> I get that one. <laughs> The preceding message was brought to you by Marker Cabono, President, National Federation of the Blind, 410-659-9314, Office of the President at nfb.org. Follow President Rick Cabono on Mastodon. Just search for at president at nfb.social. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind. <laughs>